0: This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Good morning, Canada, and welcome inside Golf
1: Talk Canada. This is a special best-of edition of the show. Mark and Bob are off this week. They will be back next week. I'm producer Adam Scully here for the next two hours. We're going to be doing a best-of show here, looking at some of our interviews for the first part of the season. We're going to hear from Corey Connors, who won on the PGA Tour a couple weeks ago at the Valero Texas Open. We're going to hear his interview Uh, Before or after winning the Valero Texas Open just before the Masters and then of course he made the cut at Augusta National and we're going to hear Bob's interview with him there as well. We're going to hear several other interviews but we're going to start off here with Tiger Woods and one of the best moments we've seen in sports. In a very long time. Tiger Woods came from behind to win his 15th career major. The first major championship of his career where he's come from behind to win. You know, two or three years ago, Tiger has always said he never knew if he'd be able to play golf again. He didn't know if he'd be able to walk or live pain-free again. Of course, he gets the spinal fusion surgery as sort of the breakout comeback year last year, winning the Tour Championship. And, of course, he goes on uh, to win Augusta National uh, and the Masters. What a thrill that was. Of course, there were several several dramatic moments. Uh, Francesco Molinari, Brooks Koepka, uh, Tony Finau, all hitting it into the water on 12, sort of opening the door for Tiger. But then he put the pedal to the metal. He hit it to 30 feet on 12, a nice safe play there. Birdies 13, birdies 15 and perhaps one of the turning points as well. 16th hole. He plays the slope perfectly, hitting it to about four feet behind the hole to make birdie, uh, to give himself a two-shot lead, and going up 18, he had a bit of a cushion as well, uh, with a little bit of mud on his ball. He sort of uh, laid up from there, uh, pitched on, and two-putted for his 15th career major. What a victory it was for Tiger Woods, and pretty awesome to see his kids uh, they're waiting for him after uh, his 15th career victory. So we're going to start off our best of show here on Golf Talk Canada with Tiger Woods and Butler Cabin after his
2: 15th career major victory. Tiger, thank you, first off, for coming all the way back down here. Um, Of course, Nick, uh, we've just been sitting here for the last uh, hour and a half trying to kind of put our minds around this. And you've been fielding (laughs) questions and and all. Where are you right now after this last 90 minute stretch? I am really hungry. <laughs> You're really?
3: Hungry. <laughs> I haven't had time to eat yet, so no, I, and seriously, it's um, it's an unreal feeling. Um, just to have it all come together at the right time, this is what we dream about, is to have mind and body come together for you know four times a year. Um, the shots and the shapes and <clears throat> that I felt like I was hitting coming into this, this week, um, I was able to hit high bomb draws with my driver. I was able to hit squeezer, hot cuts, and um, if I really felt uncomfortable, I hit a little spinner out there. So I had, you know, both ends of the spectrum. I was able to hit, and uh, my my putting stroke felt great. I was hitting my lines. I just didn't have enough speed sometimes. You know, this is one of their slowest uh, they've mm-hmm. ever had the greens, yes. mm. and so I put a lot on on memory and and feel, and I. I just had a hard time understanding some of these pots are going to be that, that slow. Granted, some of the greens that are more exposed, like nine up on top, are, are going to be a little bit quicker. But That was a beautiful the, putt there, by the uh, way. We yeah, saw inside right like, firm? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah out right, great. exactly. <laughs> but it, it, just, it was just a little bit different of an adjustment with, with feel with, on, on the greens.
2: You know, so many times the Masters comes down to how the par fives are played. And today, as right now in the rebroadcast, we're seeing what happened, not only in your group, but the group in front of you, that four of them went into the water, and you played the smart shot. And then at 16, you made birdie today. And then the par threes were so pivotal here in the mm-hmm. final round. Well,
3: I played the par threes well the entire week, and um, I think that was that was key and unfortunately I didn't take care of the par fives but I balanced it out by, by playing the par threes really well so um, a little bit of give and take and I was, I was just trying to plod my way around the golf course which I was able to do and if I if I missed a shot just be committed to missing the ball in the correct spot and from there I, I can either lag it down there dead or you know chip it up and, and, and save par.
4: Tiger you, you said it's a combination of time, time and you get mind and body and swing in sync mm-hmm. for this particular but this goes a long way back obviously after the the surgery mm-hmm. but more important for me uh... last year at Carnoustie was the first time you led in a major mm-hmm. for a while you, lo- you got the feelings and I remember reading that you said you'd found something in your swing mm-hmm. and I thought the experience of that and obviously the PJ was unbelievable because you know that front nine you play when you couldn't hit the golf course yeah. yet you stayed you're right there I, th- I feel they gave you a huge boost At wow I, it doesn't matter how I play, I can hang with these guys. Am I kind of on the right track?
3: Well, I made a, f- a couple of mistakes there at, at the Open Championship, which um, uh, derailed my, my chances of yeah. winning the tournament. And I applied those lessons learned yeah. uh, to the PGA and really played well. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, Brooksy was was playing better than I was. And uh, this, this week, uh, I just felt like I was in control of what I was doing out there. And more so than any other golf course, as you know, mm. it's about understanding how to play it.
4: Exactly. Uh, yeah. Each
3: and every flag, understanding yeah. where to put it, yeah. and uh, even though you have situations where, for me, I feel like I can hit any any nine iron on down, you know, stone dead. Mm. But you know, sometimes missing a green in the correct spot is uh, a lot easier chip than is some some of the putts you leave out here. And uh, I was very disciplined when I was doing out there this mm. week, and uh, it paid off.
4: Was. The match with Rory, as I commented after watching the match with Rory, you went out there playing to win, and I thought the that that Saturday morning, I said after that, well, Tiger managed to click himself into Sunday afternoon major mode. I thought the way you handled that, I thought you made a conscious decision, you were tweeting with no to the night before, saying, hey, I'm, I'm stoked for this, I want to go and play and win this, I thought you flipped the switch, and it and I personally think, you know, two weeks ago, it was a really nice little rehearsal for you to get that feeling that, hmm, I can flip that switch, turn on the Sunday afternoon intensity. And this week, I mean, you just cruised it. You, you, you were slow and smooth in just about everything. In
3: Well, uh, in match play, as you know, it's, it's, the, it's a Sunday feeling from the very first hole. Um, Got to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an 18-hole boat race. And so, if you don't, you don't bring it. You're not going on. Yeah. And so, uh, I was able to win that match and move on. Unfortunately, I lost the next, next, the next round. Um, but I was uh, able to beat, beat Rory there. Which, more than more importantly, I was, I was certain to shape the shots, getting yeah, ready for okay. this week. And so, with the wind blowing as much as it was there, I had uh, wonderful control over over my shot shapes. Mm-hmm. And now it's just a matter of bringing it here. Off of you know more severe uneven lies, and that's not always the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Um, but I, I the only thing I really struggled with this week was trying to hit the bus hard enough.
4: Because yeah. The, they but they the, were the first a day, fuzzy and a little bit slow. The only mistake you had first day was you you, you missed whatever half a dozen inside ten feet, but then after that you were, you it's were just back to purity. And,
3: you know we had that that big rain rain here on Tuesday, and. Um, that practice round was, was useless to go on the golf course because mm. it was slow. Uh, I thought Wednesday was a, a bit quicker, which I was kind of shocked about. But when we got to Thursday, they didn't speed them up again. Mm. And normally, as you know, that Wednesday to Thursday, they can get another <laughs> foot, foot and a half faster. Exactly. But they didn't do that. Yeah. And so um, try to make that adjustment as you know the week goes on, especially as we get little damp rains here. Um, try to make sure I hit the putts hard enough.
2: Tiger, I want to show that shot at 16. We talked after the Green Jacket oh, yeah. ceremony. I compared it to the <laughs> Nicholas shot. Obviously, different clubs back then. Yeah. yeah. But uh, this was some action right here, and in many ways, this was the point where the whole world was clued in that this was going to be that historic day that everyone had longed for
3: yeah 16 has been kind to me the last two times i've won here yeah
2: yeah. (laughs) no kidding
3: yeah so that was a an eight iron just trying to ride the wind trying
2: to get it back there from from back on the tee i'm sure it looked like it had a great chance of going in
3: it did um i i was just hoping it wouldn't go too far past as it picked up momentum uh it worked worked out perfect i had a little inside left i'm sorry left center puck spread up
2: the gut and there's the birdie give you a two shot lead at that time that was loud, too, by the way. It was loud. They were, they were rocking down there. Uh, how about at 18? How about that scene? And how you about know, the tiger I, chant? Uh, you know,
3: but see, I was already screaming and yelling myself, so <laughs> I, I don't really remember a lot of that. Um, I was kind of into celebrating with uh, with Joey and and uh, my family and my, all my friends that have been a part of it. So uh, it was incredible, the walk from the 18th green to our scoring area. Now that was loud.
2: Yeah. Mm. Hey, as someone has known Joe Lacava for a long time, yeah. and he's beloved out here, great friend to so many of us. Wh- what a great teammate he's been for you as you've yeah. risen back to the top of the uh, game.
3: One of the most loyal human beings you'll ever meet. No question. And um, if anyone deserves a major championship, it's is Joey. Uh, we've been through the through the fires together. Unfortunately, we just haven't gotten one as a team. But. Uh, now he had uh, been a part of two coats around here. So, yeah, um, ninety-two in today. Yeah. And and uh, it it's pretty pretty special, you I know, mean, for for the two of us to go out there and, and be lockstep mm. uh, all week. Um, wonderful feel for uh, club club selection out there, and you know people don't know how much the wind swirls around this place, but um, a lot of that is we have to be on sync about what, what club to hit and, the, and obviously the, the trajectory. So um, our communication was, was really solid this week.
2: Your son, Charlie, for a New Year's resolution project for his fourth grade class, mm-hmm. had to write one thing that he hoped for in 2019. Mm-hmm. And that was he wanted to see his father win a golf tournament. Correct.
3: Yeah, he uh, saw it on TV last year at, at Eastlake, and I... You know, made a couple mistakes at uh, the Open Championship when he was there, and I didn't get it done. Um, so he wanted to actually, you know, witness me winning a golf tournament. Well, he got witnessed it on a golf tournament. He witnessed me, witnessed me winning a major, major championship. So um, I don't think that things get any really, really more special for me because uh, when I first won here, it was my dad at the back of the green, and now it's my, my two kids.
2: I will never forget the image to see you as a son in an embrace with hmm. your dad, and then to see you as the dad yeah. with an embrace with your son
3: yeah, it's amazing i mean it's been twenty two years um so you know life goes on um just one continuity through it all. my mom was there, and so to have um my mom as as a rock to have her there in ninety seven and then have her here again
2: um it's just it's beyond special. You just think of how many times she's been out there marching in your gallery when well, you were a young I mean, kid well, everywhere. It's, it's not
3: the galleries here on the, on the tour. It's driving me to tournaments. Exactly. Uh Playing the peewee league, you know, 9 under, or even 11 under age division, and it's like an hour and a half drive. We're driving old Plymouth Duster, you know, and <laughs> getting out there and playing nine holes at 730, which we can leave the house somewhere around 5, uh, so I can get out there and warm up. You know, she... She did all that. And then, you know, as I got older, my dad took me to some of the amateur amateur events. Um, So some of the reasons why she inscribes, you know, on the back of the head cover, Love love Always Mom, because she can't always come. And so now that I have the head cover with her inscription on it, that she's always there and uh, she's always present in every round
2: I play. Could you tell us what was said right here between the two of you?
3: I just said we did it. You know, I said, I love you so much, Mom. Um, and I said, we, we
2: did it. We got a message from, from Jack, and uh, I relayed it at the end of the broadcast, mm-hmm. which everyone will hear once again in a short while. But Jack said, please tell Tiger a job well done. Mm-hmm. This was a great day for the game, and I think it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's what Jack had to say about this. And for someone who's been coming here for 34 years, my first was Jack Nicklaus's last and I'm walking off the course that day I didn't know Ken Venturi very well Mm -hmm. but he looked at me and said young man you may be around here for a long time I can promise you one thing you'll never live to see a day like this again at Augusta you know what? (laughs) Ken Venturi was wrong. (laughs) This was as good as it will ever be. Yeah. This was truly a a moment of greatness for the sport, for you, for everyone who celebrates this game. It was great of you to come back down here and visit with us, too, Tiger. Thank you for an exceptional, exceptional moment that everyone will treasure you got it. Absolutely. as long Correct. as the game Congrats is played. Thanks, Great, stuff. Great stuff.
1: One of the best victories we've seen in sports and one of the greatest comebacks we will ever see in sports history. Just to put this in perspective, in Tiger's comeback, the last three major championships, he's been in contention. Let's look back to the Open Championship last year, the PGA Championship as well, and of course winning the Masters. In his last three majors, Tiger Woods leads Everybody in scored a par at 32 under par, three shots better than Francesco Molinari and six shots better than Brooks Kepka. What a moment for sure in golf and for Tiger Woods. Coming up next on Golf Talk Canada, Bob is going to go one on one with Bridget Thibault, who is the first ever Canadian woman to play Augusta National. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the Speed Injected Twist Face M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit taylormade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob
1: Weeks. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully, riding solo here for the next couple hours. It's a Golf Talk Canada Best of special. Mark and Bob will both be back next week. We just heard from Tiger Woods in Butler Cabin after winning his 15th career major championship. What a thrill that was. Next up on our Best of special here, we're going back to Augusta National and another thrilling moment, this time for a Canadian making history. Bridget Tebow was the first ever Canadian woman to play Augusta National in the Augusta Na- National Woman's Amateur. She unfortunately didn't make the cut, but she did get to play Augusta National in a practice round, and uh, that event itself was thrilling to watch on television. Uh, Bob had a chance to go one-on-one with Bridget Thibault before playing the tournament.
5: Well, why don't we start, uh, start back a little bit um, before we get to Augusta and, and talk about that. I was talking with uh, your coach or national team coach, Tristan Mullally, and he was telling me that you're a relative newcomer to golf, aren't you?
6: Yes, I actually started at the age of 15 and um, got re- got into it really, like, sudden on just having too many injuries with um, my past and cheerleading, just of, you know, always competing and all those impacts. I would just uh, have too many injuries to to have fun anymore. And, uh, I decided to, I don't know why I switched up to golf in the first year I competed and, uh, I don't know, I think the reaction of the people around me and the coaches, um, that would, would approach me to talk to me. Um, really inspired me to, uh, continue into golf and, uh, now it's, you know, when I qualified for the LPGA on my second year, that's when I knew, you know, I could be there at some point and dominate. So, for me, it was all about just a feeling and uh, just being inspired by, you know, what was going around me.
5: So, when you say you qualified for the LPGA, you qualified for the CP Women's Open, correct?
6: Yeah, uh, on my second year,
5: i wow. I mean, that's, that's yeah, quite a
6: achievement. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And I feel like before, um, people wouldn't even try, um, you know, to qualify it. And, uh, on my second year, I said, you know what? Like, why not? No one's doing it. And, um, I'm going to gain, if anything, I'm going to gain something out of it. Even if it's, you know, even if it's a loss. So I went for it and, uh, I mean, I made it through and it was pretty crazy and just a lot of excitement. And, you know, um, a number of two days.
5: So, because so when really... you
6: call on a Monday, you yeah, when you call on a Monday, you just go to the next course, and then you know it's like your life is totally different for like a week.
5: Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's quite a uh, quite a fast paced, uh, quite quite quick one from the time you qualify to the time you have to play, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So. So what what is it about golf that uh, that drives you, and and why do you think it's come I won't say easy, but why do you think you've been so successful so quickly?
6: Um, I feel like it's just my aquatic background that um, has been supporting me through, you know, this whole process of just getting better faster. Um, my my will to succeed is probably one of, you know, the characteristics that I that I have that. Um, I I'm really like a student of the game. And when I, you know, put my mind to something, I intend on achieving it. So, um, when I qualified for the LPGA, um, events, I just knew that I could dominate at some point if I can be there in two years when everybody has been, you know, playing golf for, you know, at least 20. So, um, just really take that motivation in and, uh, that second year, I just knew I wanted to do that. So I changed the way I was living, just eating better, training every day, um, waking up super early, practicing all day, um, playing, just doing more competitions. And that's when, you know, in a matter of like a year and a half, I went from, you know, 2000 in the world and 69th in Canada to 1st in Canada. and um no, I'm I think I'm 197 in the world so um wow. it's obviously uh came from you know a lot of hard work and I'm still like in the process of where I want to go but um it's obviously uh coming to me you know just with an ease just in my just because of my athletic background right okay
5: so now we're going to go talk about Gustin National and uh I understand the phone call came to you, uh from the chairman himself to let you know that you were in, is that right?
6: Uh yes, actually um I I don't know how I got mixed up on that. It it, it wasn't the it wasn't Fred, it was um his assistant. Okay. Fred. But I mean same in doesn't the, really end, matter. the same doesn't really call. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really matter on really the it other it. side <laughs> of the phone, yeah. So, so what is it feel what's it
5: going to feel like to be the first Canadian woman ever to play at Augusta National?
6: Um, It's still something that is really hard to, you know, really take in. I I still don't believe that it's going to happen because, you know, before just my role of being a woman, I always wanted to make a difference. And um, the fact that, you know, Augusta was not even um, for women. Uh, it was kind of hoped that would never really come true just based off, you know, history of golf. So the fact that they took, you know, the first step into including women and, um, you know, on one of the highest platforms, I think it's genius. And uh, I'm really proud to, you know, be the first name in the books and be the one that really is going to inspire, like, no matter what happens there, um, you know, this is a, a great step like through history that we're starting here, and uh, I'm really excited to be a part of that.
5: So um, now now this is going to be pretty pretty heavy competition. You're going up against some of the best young amateurs in the world. What uh, Do you have any goals for yourself? I know the first two rounds are going to be at Champions Retreat, and then the, the last round will be at Augusta, but is your goal to get to Augusta?
6: Um, obviously, I wouldn't be in the tournament if I didn't um, – you know, think I could win, but, uh, I'm going to treat it as a normal, you know, as a normal event, even though it's, it's crazy. I know how easy it can be to lose yourself into, uh, you know, this whole attraction around it. Um, but to treat it as, you know, as normal as possible for me uh, mentally, I think that's going to be my number one goal. And then, um, obviously make the cut and, uh, just just see how it goes and really, you know, gain my own momentum and not um, being caught up in, uh, you know, what's around me.
5: Right. Just focus on the golf itself rather than where you're playing. Yeah. Okay. And, and what what's the strength of your game? I, I know you're a big hitter from what I understand, and as Tristan said, your iron play is very good as well. What would you say is the best part of your game?
6: Um, I feel like... Yes, I'm a long hitter and my iron games can be good. Um I have really good hands around the greens and I'd say that my putting is not where it can be yet. It's not like a biggest strength, but um yeah, I'd say hands around the greens and my um uh, creativity and my uh mental state.
5: Well that's uh Whatever it is, I'm sure whatever game you bring to Augusta National, it's got to be an exciting, uh, exciting feeling. Are you? Uh, are you? Are going to have friends down there? Are you going to have any anyone with you? And what have you got for a caddy?
6: Um, I actually decided to take a local caddy because, um, right. you know, there's so much information that we don't know about that can only be known by people that, uh, you know, are from there. So. For me I, I decided to um, take a local rowdy. My whole family's going to be there um, supporting me as always and uh, my team of coaches from Canada and Tristan's going to be there and you know all of my coaches that are kind of into my life um, <laughs> will be assisting there um, my trainer and just um, yeah it's just going to be a really fun event. That was yeah. to yeah. look forward
5: to. Well, I wish you all the best. We'll, uh, we'll follow you when we get down there, and, uh, and congratulations and, on, uh, on being a, a Canadian uh, trendsetter here. Maybe this is uh, <laughs> hopefully the start, hopefully the, uh, not the last time you get to play Augusta National.
6: Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time for me.
5: Okay. Take care. We'll see you down there.
1: Congrats again to Bridget for being able to play Augusta National for the very first time and making history here in Canada. Well, speaking of Canadians, coming up next after the break, we're going to hear from Corey Connors, who won on the PGA Tour a couple weeks ago at the Valero Texas Open and then, of course, earned a spot to play in the Masters where he did make the cut. As well, this is a special best of edition of Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the Speed Injected Twist Face M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit golfawaytours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here for a special best of edition of the show. Mark and Bob will both be back in studio next week. Well, it's been a very exciting time for golf. Here in Canada, of course, Corey Connors won on the PGA Tour a couple weeks ago at the Valero Texas Open. A pretty thrilling way for him to do it as well. Coming out of a Monday qualifier, just the fifth ever player in PGA Tour history to win coming out as a Monday qualifier qualifier and of course he won that monday qualifier in a six for one playoff six guys for one spot so congratulations for Corey connors for getting into the masters as well as a result of that victory and of course some president's cup points as well this is a president's cup year that's coming up later in 2019 in australia of course adam hadwin played at the president's cup a couple years ago in Jersey City, which uh, Bob and I and Mark were all there uh, to witness as well, which is thrilling to watch. So, it could be a huge year for Corey Connors, a life changing victory winning the Valero Texas Open, a thrilling final round, too. Of course, you may remember 10 birdies, four bogeys four pars. It was absolutely thrilling to watch, and speaking of thrilling, it was awesome to see Corey's wife, Mallory, all of her reactions, especially on that back nine, as he was getting putts to fall left, right, and center. She might have got a little more airtime than he did that afternoon. Of course, it was just a very funny moment, and a great moment for Canadian golf. Is Corey Connors, a PGA Tour winner, and of course, that win earned him a right to play at Augusta National. Now, after his victory, and before before teeing off at Augusta National, Bob had a chance to go one-on-one with them.
5: And here is Corey Connors. And, Corey, I know it's been uh, 48 hours or so. Have you been able
7: to kind of drink everything in and understand what you've just accomplished? It's slowly sinking in. Uh, not fully yet, but uh, it feels pretty amazing. I, Yeah, it's hard to, hard to describe, put into words. Can't believe I'm here. But really excited to be here and, and hoping for another great week. When you look
5: back now, you think you missed the cut at Punakana, got you into the allowed you to play in the Monday qualifier. You got in the Monday qualifier, six for one playoff, all these kind of things that lead up. Do you think this was maybe a little bit of destiny?
7: It sure seems that way. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know if one of those things doesn't happen the way it did, then I ultimately wouldn't have won. Uh, so definitely uh, something was going on, and I'm happy it all worked out. That was not your first time in the last group on Sunday. You've had some faltering
5: experiences in the past. How much did you learn from places like Valspar that allowed you to get through and break through this time?
7: Yeah, I learned a lot. Uh, just trying to be comfortable in the round, settle in, be relaxed early on, get off to a good start so you're not sort of battling back. And I was able to do that really well. Uh, mostly at the Sanderson Farms and then uh, again the Sony Open. And yeah, just tried to be aggressive and stick to my game plan. I played really well the first three rounds and knew I had another round in me for sure and was aggressive, got off to a good start, felt really comfortable, had a bit of a bad stretch in the middle, but I wasn't really bothered by it and still trusted my game and had a lot of confidence and was able to have a really good back nine. There's only been
5: 15 Canadians now with you who ever won on the PGA Tour. You're in a select group. You're now in the race for the President's Cup you are now put yourself in a position to be an olympian for canada there's so much that comes with it have you been able to drink that in in this madness that's happened in the last 48 hours
7: yeah not really Uh, those things are amazing i had my eye on the president's cup at the beginning of the year after some good finishes knowing that if i gave myself a couple more chances and was able to win that i'd Give myself a shot at making the team, and that's something that I really wanted to do, and something that I'm going to work really hard the rest of the year to try and earn my way onto that team. That would be uh, amazing. I remember some of the Canadians have played in the past; how cool it was watching them, and uh, to be able to play would be a real honor. And then the Olympics, uh, still so a little bit in the future, but definitely going to work hard and try and keep getting better, keep playing well, and that would be uh, amazing as well.
5: All right, short-term goals, you're here this week. <laughs> the Masters, I know it's a, another dream for you. You've played here once before. What did you learn from your first time around here that you can use when you get on the team on Thursday?
7: Yeah, I learned that you have to be really sharp. Uh, I think it was a little bit off the first round in 2015 when I played and got myself in some tough spots where I wasn't able to score the ball. So got to be really careful and still be aggressive hitting good shots to certain spots in the greens and uh, making sure you don't short-side yourself or leave yourself with downhill putts. I bounced back in 2015 with a 69, so that gave me a lot of confidence. Uh, The course is playing pretty similarly to how it did uh, in that year, and I think it sets up really well. Um, My game is better in every aspect now, so I'm really excited and looking for another good week. What, what do you hope to accomplish here? I mean, obviously you want to walk out of here with a green jacket, but what do you hope to accomplish beyond that? That's, yeah, I don't know, it's hard to, I haven't really thought about that too much. I'm just trying to soak in the experience, but I yeah, hope to give myself another chance. Obviously the green jacket would surprise everybody's chasing. It would be a dream come true, uh, but still <laughs> got to play the golf. Don't want to get ahead of myself and just try and, stick to my game plan, be focused and committed, and have a lot of fun. It feels amazing to be walking inside the ropes out here, and I'm really looking forward to the week. And I have to ask you finally, who do you think got more television time on Sunday, you or Mallory? (laughs) Well, I'm beginning to think Mallory did. She's my biggest fan, and it's awesome to see, and everyone, I guess, got to see how much she cares about me and how passionate she is. And I know she's always been emotional, and we uh, yeah, have had some great experiences in the past, but this one was pretty special to be able to share that with her and uh, for her to get some, some love. And her social media followers are rapidly increasing, which she's excited about. So it was really great to have her there. And she's been with me every week, basically, and she's here again. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. PGA Tour winner, Corey Connors, congratulations and best of luck this week.
1: Thank you. An awesome moment in Canadian sports for sure. Corey Connors now a PGA Tour winner. And now, of course, he did play Augusta National for the second time. He was a runner-up at the 2015 U.S. Amateur, so he earned a right to play uh, back then. Corey Connors did make the cut at Augusta National. Three rounds under par, struggled a little bit on Sunday, but all in all, the stats were pretty good uh, at Augusta National. tie for 15th in driving ac- accuracy, T17 in greens regulation. And then birdies, he was T-56 putting, uh, 63rd of those uh, who made the cut. After his final round on Sunday, Bob had a chance to speak with Corey
5: Connors. All right, Corey Connors, four rounds in the books. How would you sum up your final day here on Sunday?
7: Yeah, It was a bit of a struggle. The golf course was playing a little more difficult. The wind was up quite a bit. And just hit a few poor shots that really cost me. Hit a couple into the creek on number 12, which... I wasn't trying to do, but I'm sure we'll. Uh, yeah, it'll happen again. Uh, it's a very difficult hole. Uh, my eyes got a little excited trying to get go for that uh, back right pin, and didn't have enough club to be aiming at the pin. Uh, I was just trying to hit it in the middle of the green. Just didn't uh, didn't have a solid shot, but uh, yeah, just was a little bit off, I guess. But it, it was playing really tough. Uh, had to try and forced some shots almost just uh, hope that the the wind did what you thought it was going to do and didn't have much luck with that but um, it was tricky uh, some of the putts uh, getting settled on the greens with the wind blowing like it was was a little challenging as well so overall not that excited about my score but I had a great time and it's nice to play all four days here and uh, had, a, had an awesome week pretty sweet spot.
5: You had a couple of busy two weeks, and uh, I wonder where your fatigue level is right now. Are you are you beat?
7: Yeah, I think so. I'm I starting to feel a little bit out there. I think it's been uh, quite a grind the last few weeks. I think I was running on adrenaline the first few days this week, but uh, getting a little worn out now. Uh, I'm going to try and rest up tomorrow and a little bit of Tuesday, and uh, get ready to get back at it at the RBC Heritage next week. What did you learn about your game here this week that you didn't know before? Um, I think I've learned that it's good enough to contend I was a little bit off but I've got the shots required to play well anywhere uh, particularly here this is probably the trickiest golf course in the world and uh, I'm able to hit the shots that are required so definitely took a lot of that and um, gained a lot of confidence with my short game it's very difficult around the greens and was able to hit some pretty good shots and give myself chances to, to save. All right, thanks for your, for your time this week. Yeah, thank
1: you. Congrats again to Corey Connors for making the cut at Augusta National. Coming up next, our Golf Talk Canada Best of Edition continues with an in-depth look at TaylorMade's new golf ball, this is gtc
0: this segment of gtc presented by acura was brought to you by tourism ireland home of the 2019 open championship visit golfawaytours.com to book your irish golf adventure this is golf talk canada presented by acura This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob
1: Weeks. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here. Mark and Bob will both be back in studio next week. This is a best of special. Well, late in 2018, Mark, Bob, and I got to go visit the TaylorMade Kingdom, where we got a sneak peek for all their products for 2019. Of those products, the new ball, which is longer than long. You should be very excited to buy this product. Bob had a chance to catch up with Keith Sabarbro for an in-depth look at
5: TaylorMade's new ball. Keith Sabaro, one of the big stories for TaylorMade this year is the uh, new ball, TP5 and TP5X, two different balls. And uh, first of all, from your st- Keith Sabaro, one of the big stories for TaylorMade this year is the uh, new ball, TP5 and TP5X, two different balls. And uh, first of all, from your standpoint, what should we know about the new? What's new
8: about these balls? Well, when we went to design uh, a new golf ball. We had a little bit of a problem. I mean, when you have... What, three of the last four world number ones playing your ball and eight of the top 12 at one point, when we went to ask all the players what they wanted in a new ball, I mean, all of them said nothing, my ball's perfect. So we asked a few more questions and it came down to like, if your ball can be longer off the tee, would you like it? Yes. If your ball can spin more around the greens, would you like it? Yes. So that's kind of what we've done. The The story for both balls this year is speed and then more spin around the greens. So we have an advantage of five layers so we can control the spin rates and speeds better than any other company from the green all the way to the tee. So when you can show a player more distance and more spin, it's no wonder that every one of our guys has switched to this year's ball.
5: Now, 5 and X, the question always, I always get is, which one should I be playing? Should I be playing a 5 or an X? Give me the, the, the lowdown on how you decide that.
8: Yeah, it's kind of player dependent. I mean, 5X uh, is a little firmer, Five's a little softer, the 5 spins a little more you know, uh, with the wedges and stuff and the 5X goes a little farther. So it's one of those things, you know, Dustin, Jason Day, John Rahm play 5X. Justin Rose, Rory McIlroy play TP5. So it, it works for everyone. Rory played 5X last year and the reason he went to five is he just liked the feel around the greens a little bit better. He knows he's given up a few yards off the tee, but he was okay with that to gain a little more spin. Most guys don't want to give up the yardage. Like John Rahm, won't give up the yardage. He wants his ball to go as far as he can, and he knows that the T5X is the longest ball, you know, in golf.
5: So these guys, obviously, when we talked about clubs, you know how particular they are. are they are particular about getting the right ball in their bag as well.
8: I actually think the ball might be the hardest thing to fit in the bag. I mean, it's it's. With clubs you have adjustability. Law fly. There's things you can change with the ball, it's kinda there. You gotta you gotta fit the clubs to the ball. You can't you got two options in the ball. You gotta make one of them work to you know, and it's whatever one they want to play, we can make work throughout their bag. But you know, an interesting story is when we went and spent time with Ricky Fowler. You know, he had played one manufacturer's ball his whole career, never really tested anything. And the day we went to test with them we were able to show him you know the main thing was how much better our ball was in the wind how much longer it was off the tee and then how much it spun more around the greens and those three factors he was amazed when he left that day he had no intentions of playing the TP5X he was gonna play the TP5 it was a familiar spin rate with the irons to what he had played and a familiar distance off the tee he liked a little more spin around the greens but we showed him the 5X and how good it is in the wind and you know he started testing on his own and i thought he would play the tp5 this year he just he showed no interest but after you know three weeks of testing he came back and said i'm playing the tp5x he goes i can't give up 12 yards off the tee and this ball's amazing in the wind and next thing you know he won his second event with it so it's uh worked out pretty well for him
5: uh these balls obviously work for these pros you got them all fitting in what about the regular guys out there the regular weekend warriors it's going to work for them as well
8: yeah it, it will i mean it's um it's such a versatile product I mean it's a soft feel with distance and I just think we have the best options and you know because we have five layers like I said we can just control every aspect of your game your iron spin your wedge spin your driver spin and then we can also make it softer we can make our cover thin we can give you the feel you want around the green so Um, I would go test them both. I personally like the TP5X. I want to hit it as far as I can. So that's that's probably the place I'd start if I was you.
5: I've seen you hit the ball. You hit it a long way already.
1: (laughs) Thanks for your help. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Bob and Keith, for that once again. I highly recommend you go out and buy the new TaylorMade TP5, TP5X. It's the best ball in golf. It's certainly the longest and the straightest. Ball in golf. Now, of course, 20 weeks of TaylorMade continues right here on Golf Talk Canada. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you are in a draw every week to win some great product so far this year. We've already given away the Masters staff bag that all of the tailor made players had during the Masters tournament a couple weeks ago including a pretty sweet head cover as well. We've also given away an M5 driver, of course, the same driver Tiger used to win his 15th career major. An M6 iron set, which of course we talked about last week. That Those are the irons that Bob Weeks himself uses. They are a very good iron set. So all you have to do is follow us on Twitter and Instagram and you are in the the draw every week well that wraps up hour one of our best of special here on golf talk canada hour two we're gonna hear from the commissioners of both the pga and the lpga tour and many more special announcements coming on golf talk canada that's all coming up in hour two right here on our best of edition of gtc
0: This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Canada For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at gulptalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. See This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. It's our best of edition so far from the 2019 season. I'm producer Adam Scully, riding solo here for the next hour. Bob and Mark will both be back next week in studio. Well, on hour one, we recapped Tiger Woods winning his 15th career major. We heard from him at Butler Cabin. We heard from Bridget Tebow, the first ever Canadian woman to play Augusta National. We heard from Corey Connors who won the Valero Texas Open and then of course played in the Masters. And we heard about the TaylorMade's new ball, the, Taylor, uh, the TP5 and TP5X, the longest ball in golf and the best ball in golf. That's for sure. Our next interview here in our Best Of special, we're going to have the commissioners of both with the PGA and the LPGA tour starting with Bob who went one on one with PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan at the Players Championship at TPC Sawgrass.
5: PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan and Jay it's always good to spend some time with you. PGA Tour Canada, Mackenzie Tour. We know that that uh, that partnership is going to be coming up for renewal soon and uh, I wondered where the where that is mm-hmm. and, and perhaps maybe just a, an idea of where the Canadian Tour McKenzie Tour uh,
9: fits in the hierarchy of the PGA Tour structure? Well, we're really pleased with the way that the Mackenzie Tour has performed, and um, I just think you have to look at the players that have gone through the McKenzie Tour, made their way to the Web.com Tour, and those that have made it to the PGA Tour. Uh, when you talk to those players, those alums, they talk about how that prepared them for each step. Uh, the quality of those events on the McKenzie Tour, the quality of players playing in them, the way that they're run, you're essentially replicating or foreshadowing the experience they're going to have as they progress. And I think that that's good for all of our tours, and that's good for the game, and it's certainly great for the game uh, of golf in Canada. Uh, And that's why we made the extraordinary commitment that we made, and our commitment to that tour is long-term. And we're really fortunate to be able to to deliver that tour uh, we couldn't do it without uh, Mackenzie and so you can you can look you can expect us to to be in Canada for a long time to come Perfect. Um,
5: earlier this year or late last year in Australia we saw an innovative event with men and women playing on the same golf course at the same time we've seen some partnerships between women's tours and men's tours what are the chances that we'll see the uh, resurrection of the old PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, or or maybe some kind of partnership with that, those those two circuits?
9: Yeah, I, I think that that's something we've talked about certainly with the LPGA, and we've talked about that being a desire and intention, you know, publicly, um, and we we continue to pursue that. So, I think if if you if the question is what's the likelihood. I think the likelihood is strong, the question is when, and that's difficult to predict because there are a lot of things that have to come together, and it could be that format, it could be a different format, Uh, but we think that one of the things that makes our game so unique is that men and women playing it at the highest level, potentially on the same golf course, uh, in the same week. Um, that only, that, that that only serves to help us, you know, dimensionalize and show show sh- show how great this game is. So, we have a great partnership with the LPGA, um, we work very closely with them. What Mike Wan has been able to do for that tour is remarkable and exceptional. Uh, obviously you've got Brooke and you've got great young women that are continuing to merge at the highest level of the game in Canada, so um... I appreciate the question, and, and and I I look at that as a challenge. So I, I uh, hopefully, we're making some progress before the next time we talk. Okay.
5: <laughs> You've been in this role now for a little bit. Uh-huh. What's the best part about being commissioner of the PGA Tour?
9: I get to work uh, in the greatest game in a game that I love, that I'm deeply passionate about. So that has so many benefits to it. Um, whether it's the competitive side, the charity and the impact side, the development side, the people side. This, this, what, what really, I, what really makes this game so remarkable for me, and, and it's role remarkable, remarkable for me, is you know working with the people here, the team that we have at the PGA Tour. And it's not about me, it's all about we. And I think we all share that perspective, uh, that perspective of really trying to drive this tour and drive the game forward and, and compete for share with other sports in the world. Because, you know, to us, as the, as the top of the pyramid and the number one tour in the world, we want to make certain that what we're doing is ultimately driving more young people and more people generally to this game.
1: Really appreciate PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan taking the time there with Bob Weeks at the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. That was just about a month or so ago now looking back. Well, next up on our Best of Special right here on Golf Talk Canada is LPGA Tour Commissioner Mike Wan with a very special announcement and a new campaign here from the LPGA Tour. Bob had a chance to catch up with Mike Wan about that, and they also discuss a little Brooke Henderson as well
5: and joined now by commissioner mike juan and uh, commissioner thank you for joining us and spending a little bit of time with us uh... you and the lpj tour have launched a new program called drive on that's the tagline and i wonder how you decided to embark on this and what's the importance of this campaign because it obviously is reaching out far beyond just golf
10: well, thanks, Bob, for joining us here in Southern California. I just walked by Brooks' practice round, so she might be swinging through while we're talking. But um, you know, at the end of the day, at the LPGA, we've been ending player meetings for about 10 years with the term, act like a founder. We use that term a lot. Inside the LPGA, we all know what that means, which is we're standing on the shoulders of women that came here before us. But we have the responsibility to make sure the future generation's standing on our shoulders. So we've got to leave this game better than we found it. And we realized after a while that we talk about that a lot on the inside. We probably don't share that as much on the outside. And we started working on Drive On as a chance for us to really show a reflection of who these women are. I mean, these women not only play golf at a great level and are incredible athletes, but they feel a sense of responsibility to leave the game better for their daughters and their daughters' daughters. And if you're one of the best female golfers on the planet, you've uh, you've experienced your own Drive On challenges. People have told you to stop. People have asked you about Plan B in terms of what's your backup plan if this doesn't work out. And so when we showed this to the players the very first time, we knew we were onto something because every player in that that room every parent in that room every agent in that room felt we were talking to them and that's really what drive On's all about it's about recognizing the drive to get there and making sure you realize that there's young eyeballs watching you and you're going to be the inspiration for their next move
5: this goes beyond beyond just golf though this is this is reaching out to to all women all young women who want to achieve whatever it is they want to achieve in life correct yeah.
10: Yeah, you know, it's funny. We we launched this last week and then I turned my phone off and played in the pro am and when I turned my phone back on, I really wasn't prepared for you know what I was going to see, you know, <laughs> Hannah Storm, Billy Jean King, Greg Norman, you know, George Lopez, so many people from all over. As our chief communications officer said right before she hit play to introduce this, she said, "If you're a girl, if you've raised a girl, or if you love a girl, this one's for you. And she hit play. And I remember thinking to the audience, you know, this really is for all of us. This really, it's its about so much more than golf. This is about having the drive to make a difference and realize that young girls all around the world, we're playing this week in Carlsbad, California, but 175 countries are eavesdropping on what's going on here. And there's young girls and boys all over the world. We're changing stereotypes. We're changing the face of leadership. And we're creating dreams. And, uh, and what, what I'm really proud of is my athletes are not only great on the golf course, but they understand their role off the golf course as well.
5: Uh, Big anniversary year this year for the LPGA Tour, 70th year. In your best unbiased uh, tone, tell me what's going on with the LPGA Tour this year as you approach uh, your first major coming up in a couple weeks.
10: Well you challenge me with unbiased tone. I don't even know what that is anymore because I love these I love these athletes so much. But at the end of the day I always say this no matter how you measure the growth of a sport, and I don't care what your measurement is, TV hours, countries they carry you, purse sizes, number of events you play, how many young girls are playing the sport, all of those things are up for us, somewhere between fifty and two hundred percent. So it's been a pretty good run at the LPGA. We've had more companies join the LPGA in the last few years than at any time, the same time span in the history of our of our sport. So it's a it's It's a great time. It's a great time to be an eight-year-old hitting balls on a range somewhere in Canada looking at Brooke Brooke Henderson or Elena Sharp and saying, I want to be that. It's a great time to say that this sport can take me to the Olympics or anywhere else it's going to take you in the world. So we're pretty lucky, you know, the the world has woken up to the LPGA. We're kind of a borderless sport. Players come from 50 different countries. We're televised in 175 countries. And and I'm excited because I think uh, we are a global sport uh, being showcased in the Olympics, but more importantly, being showcased week in and week out all around the world. And I'm glad that TSN has taken note as well. We're excited about what's happening in Canada following the, the, the wave that players like Brooke Henderson are, are creating.
5: Speaking of that, uh, I'm not sure how you're going to top last year at the Wascana when Brooke, uh, Brooke uh, came through and won that tournament, but you've got a great golf course. You're in Magna just outside of uh, Toronto this year. What do you think that's going to be like as uh, Brooke comes back to defender title? Yeah.
10: Yeah, it's, um, you know, each year I've watched the Brooke Henderson craze get bigger and bigger. You know, we were in Phoenix last week. And I don't know how many Canadians were in Canada last week, but all of them that weren't were in Phoenix because they were all working, were all walking with her group. I mean, they got the flag sticking out of the head, the hockey jerseys on. It's pretty fun to, pretty fun to see. But yeah, there's nothing better than hometown wins. I love it when these young athletes can go home and win in front of the home athletes. Last year we had a few of those. You know, Georgia Hall did it at the uh, in England during the you know the British Open, which was incredible too. So um, I don't know. You know, every time I think the pressure is too great, when we got there last year and we were standing on the first tee, I looked around said to some people, "There's no way Brooke can have a good week. I mean, this is just too overwhelming." And then for her to go on and win it—it's what great athletes do. They step up in big moments. I hear that Magna will be the best golf course we've seen ever in our Canadian Open run. I don't know if that's true because we've seen some some beauties, but I'm pretty excited to get there and take a look myself.
5: Well, it's going to be pretty special. How about how about we have maybe a three or four-way uh, playoff with all of the all the participants being Canadians this year? That might top it, right?
10: <laughs> <laughs> I would tell you, if we get five or six Canadians on the leaderboard, we're going to um, we're going to have to bring in. Some more security because I mean, what happens when Brooke and Elena and you know all the rest start to get to the top of the leaderboard? It's uh, it's pretty special. So I hope they'll hope they'll all come out. I think if you come out to watch some Canadians, which will be great, you're going to walk out of there feeling like you met five or six players from five or six other countries. And I think once you do, you'll become a fan long term.
5: Commissioner, thank you for your time. We'll look forward to seeing you uh, at Magna Golf Club.
1: Thanks, Bob. Thanks for joining us today. And don't forget that this year's CP Women's Open. August 19th to 25th, that Magna Golf Club that's in Aurora here uh, in Ontario. Brooke Henderson, of course, will look to defend her title. That was one of the best moments we've seen in Canadian golf history when she won that tournament last year. She'll be defending her title coming up uh, in August. Coming up next, after the break right here in our GTC Best of Edition, we're going to hear from Golf Canada CEO Lawrence Applebaum. This is GTC.
0: This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages, and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. It's our best of special. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here. Mark and Bob are off this week. They will be back next week. Now, of course, in hour one, we heard from Tiger Woods and Butler Cabin after winning his 15th career major championship. I thought I'd give you guys just some more numbers around Tiger's victory and just how significant this is of course, major number 15. So now he is three majors behind tying Jack Nicholas, who has 18 all time. The quest to tie and or beat jack is now back in question largest gap between major victories since 1934 tiger joins four other players who won major championships 11 years apart ben crenshaw hale irwin julius boros and henry cotton tiger woods of course won the 2008 u.s open on a broken leg of course and then 2019 Masters just a few weeks ago. Pretty cool, that's for sure. And now, one of the cooler stats we've seen from Tiger Woods in this latest comeback is his climb up the world ranking. So 2017 Hero World Challenge, when he made his debut in this latest Spinal Fusion comeback, he was 1,199th in the world. Now... He is sixth in the world. It's been quite an unbelievable climb. And who knows? Beth Page Black is just around the corner. He's won there before. Could number one in the world be in question for Tiger this year? We'll soon find out. Well, now our best of interview special continues. Uh, Bob went one on one with Golf Canada CEO Lawrence Applebaum just a few weeks ago.
5: here is Golf Canada CEO Lawrence Applebaum and Lawrence uh, down here in the sunshine. I know in in 82 days, is that what you said? 82 days till the RBC Canadian Open. We'll have a little bit of sunshine before that uh, back in Canada. But uh, a lot of positive things going on. I know you're down here discussing with the tour about a lot of things that are going to happen at the RBC Canadian Open. But um, what can you tell us about this year's event with a new date? Well, uh, as you said, Bob, we're, we're inside the
11: three-month uh, window right now, so it's made this event really, really important in chatting with players, finding out about schedules. We've really been encouraged by the reaction we've got. People love this golf course, Hamilton Golf and Country Club, so there's a great vibe. Uh, for players who've played it and the interest for those who haven't come and played it or played in Canada previously has been super high and it's been fantastic to have uh, 8 Canadians maybe 9 out there as our ambassadors really talking about the event and we're going to bring the uh, it's such a uh, great start to the summer a real new feel, energy and from a from a commercial perspective, the sales and the response from the market has been fantastic, so looking forward to this whole new new vibe that we've got with the RBC Canadian Open.
5: Now, I know you were just teasing me, saying there's going to be some big announcements coming up. You can't tell us about those announcements of who's going to play, but in general, are you happy with the way the field is looking right now?
11: Yeah, I, I mean, starting with um, Team RBC, uh, seeing Dustin Johnson play so well, and for a lot of people. He's on their short list of doing really well here, obviously defending champion Webb Simpson, a new team RBC member. That whole stable of players has been phenomenal with Matt Kuchar and Graham McDowell, Brant Snedeker, um, to name just a few. But then that whole Canadian group and and Adam playing into form. Adam Hadwin has been excellent. So response has been excellent, um, as you know and and a lot of golf fans know. Is in our old date, a lot of we didn't get to see a lot of the European players come over. And so now the week prior to the U.S. Open, it's really fantastic. Them talking about playing lead into the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach this year, and then also just talking to players who'd never considered us before. Another big thing has been we have three exemptions into the British Open and having the top three players uh, otherwise not exempt go directly into the British Open has been a huge boom for us.
5: Uh, There's also another day you have coming up uh, before that, National Golf Day in Canada. What can you tell us about that, sort of a celebration of the game across the country? Yeah,
11: what we found uh, was a rallying point for Canadian golf. And and, uh, on May 1st, uh, we're going to be doing a a really interesting program. We're trying to get everyone to get out and play golf in any way, shape or form that they want to. Uh, I read a stat somewhere that like a third of... Uh, Canadian vacation days don't go unused, so we're going to tell everyone, take your vacation day, May 1st, family, friends, get out and play golf. Um, Last year we went to to Parliament Hill and spoke with some of our uh, government officials about all the good that golf does, uh, charity-wise, economy-wise, labor force, uh, and what we do in the the community has been a really good thing, so uh, May 1st, National Golf Day, looking forward to having you come out and play as well, Bob.
5: (laughs) Okay, I do have to get out and play a game once in a while. we're, we're, in addition to running golf tournaments and, and things like that, Golf Canada is also in charge of the rules. And I know that's been a hot-button issue for uh, for a lot of golfers in, in terms of the PGA Tour. Uh, what can you tell us about the implementation of, of the rules of golf in Canada and what you're expecting for that as golf season starts to unfold for in many parts of the country?
11: Well, it, it's been really interesting for me in talking with so many golfers, fans. 2019, new rules of golf are lit, rolled out. Um, Canada sits on a really important place with the RNA and the USGA we sit along with the joint rules committee to participate and in everybody's game there's certain things that are that part of the rules they don't understand and it was trying to make it simpler trying to make it quicker um, I think there's some really good things really interesting things I also think there's an opportunity to look at the success so far uh, you know taking one thing in particular that affects everybody's game is is you know this pin uh, the pin in the hole out of the hole um, how that works how that goes I think people are having some fun with it, um, and we'll see how that that generates. I think it's really an interesting part of it. Is are we going to get the game a little quicker, a little more fun, a little more get a little more pace into it? And that's what I'm looking
5: forward to seeing. In addition to the RBC Canadian Open, uh, there's also another big tournament in the Toronto area next year, the uh, CP Canadian Women's Open. Uh, defending champion there might draw a few people yeah
11: um having uh brooke anderson come back uh she hasn't ever played professionally in the in the gta before and uh, the response has been great wonderful golf c- club and magna golf club out in aurora uh, sets up really well for her um and the the marketplace you know we're we're really blessed with the the lpga tour event we get about 95 out of the top 100 players in the world coming. Uh, new Canadian or, or new a new Canadian on the LPG tour, Jacqueline Lee, so to join Brittany Marchand, Elena Sharp, and Brooke, we've got a great group and AC Tangay, um, and so uh, to bring a professional sport out, outside of some some uh, events they've had in sort of North of the City, this is going to be the biggest international event. So uh, yeah, I think some people will be excited to see Brooke uh, up close and alive. Sounds like an exciting summer ahead. Yeah, we're really looking forward to uh, 2019 is going to be a great year for golf. Thank you for, for your time. Okay, thanks, Bob.
1: Thanks again to Lawrence for joining us on the show. It's a very exciting time as golf courses around the GTA have either opened or opening just around the corner. It's, uh, it should be a great year of, of golf ahead uh, here in Canada. Coming up next, we have some more very exciting announcements coming from Golf Talk Canada. We're going to hear from Kevin Thistle and Mike Kelly. That's coming up after the break right here on our special Golf Talk Canada Best Of special edition
0: this segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses Cedar Bray is the place to be visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information this is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Adi Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakito and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside
1: Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here. Mark and Bob are off this week. They'll be back next week. This is our special best of edition of GTC. We've heard from several big names in the game of golf. Of course, last hour we also heard from Corey Connors, who won the Valero Texas Open and then earned a spot in in the Masters, and of course made the cut, um, had a a difficult Sunday, but still a pretty darn good week uh, for Corey Connors. Some exciting news coming here from Golf Talk Canada for some shows that will be airing coming up this fall across the TSN network, and for more on that, uh, here is Mark and myself with Kevin Thistle. This interview ran just a couple weeks ago with some very exciting news coming up. On GTC,
12: he is the CEO of the PGA of Canada, and uh, one of the smartest guys helping grow the game of golf in this country as well. Our good friend, Mr. Kevin Thistle. Kev, how are you this morning? Good, Mark. How are you doing? Um, Adam, how are
1: you? Great, thank uh, you. Now,
12: Kev, do you believe that that is um, uh, you, uh, golf lesson? Uh, let me do the math on this. Let's see if I get thirty. Well, I'm thirty. I'm forty-four tomorrow. Your birthday's oh, tomorrow. Yeah, my birthday's tomorrow. So oh, so, the thir- so thirty-seven years ago, you gave me that golf lesson. How old do you feel right now? Wow. Well,
3: I, I,
13: I hear you saying you're old. I go, okay, you're old. You were eight. I was given the lesson. you, just- <laughs> 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 thanks, 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 man.
12: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kev. Listen, uh, I, I'm not going to spoil the announcement. I, I just want to say that uh, you know, Golf Talk Canada. Uh, we're really happy to be a part of what you guys are doing and we're, we're it's going to be a lot of fun over the summer and great content uh especially near the end of the year when we got when we get a chance to pull back the veil uh but uh thanks uh thanks for including us and uh my hats uh, to you sir go ahead uh why are you joining us this morning what what is the pga of canada uh doing amongst their membership for the summer
13: I think it's a fun initiative. It's a great initiative. And, and, you know, you and I are such great friends, and we love Bob, and we love Adam and stuff. And and, uh, we're just announcing today, and and excited to be on your show, of course, the PG of Canada Top 100 Golf Courses. So, in essence, what we're trying to do is there's a lot of great lists in Canada, right? There's a lot of great lists out there. But the thing that makes this different is it's going to be voted on by PG of Canada members only. So, kind of a fun initiative for us, whereby um, we're not going to go just the top one through hundred. It'll be the top fifty public and resort courses, and then the other list will be a top fifty private uh, courses, which is kind of exciting. What we're going to do is we're going to ask um, each each golf professional across the country to give us their top ten in each category: top ten in public resort courses, top ten in, in private venues across the country, and real exciting because. You know, I think a lot of times that I remember being the pro shopper or being a, a pro general manager and someone would always come in, what's your favorite course in Canada? What's your favorite course out west? Out east? So now we're going to get a ranking, you know, based on just the PGA Canada members. And the exciting thing is... You know, uh, Mark, you're going to be out there at a lot of our national championships. And this is the thing that I really like. And, and you can probably, uh, talk to it better than me, but I really like the part of the partnership is that, you know, you're going to be at our national championships and you're going to be walking around with the mic and asking our players, okay, who did you vote for? Who are your favorites? And I really think it's, it's great because it's going to, not only we're going to have a lot of fun with it, but it's also going to spotlight our members because there's always debate. Someone's going to come over and say, oh, yeah, I love Shaughnessy. That's my favorite. I You' kidding me? Come on! What about you know? uh, What about the the national or something like that? Right? It'll just be great banter. I
12: I think uh, it's very exciting and it's going to be a lot of fun. I couldn't agree with you more. But what I really like about it, Kev, as well, is that listen, I love lists, and there's a lot of great lists out there, and they create debate and they create conversation. Uh, Some of the the, some of the panelists really know their stuff inside out when we talk about putting together these lists. But I think it's overdue that there is not a PGA of Canada list, because why not just a collective voice from the golf professionals in this country that are members of that association? Uh, it is overdue to have the list, and I can't wait to get out there with a camera and a microphone and talk to them over the summer and create some content with them to and get their opinion on what they voted for, because I think what we're going to get, and I'm not saying that you know there's going to be an upset at number one, two, or three, or anything like that, but sure. I think... And I I want your opinion on this. I'm wondering if we're going to get some surprises because, you know, the golf professionals in this country see a lot of golf courses. They work at a lot of venues over their career, building their resume, growing the game, reaching out to the golf community, their membership, etc., and I'm, I think we're going to get some surprises of some, I don't want to use the word hidden gems, but maybe golf courses that don't find other lists, maybe as high as they should. I think we're going to get some surprises this time around.
13: You are, you are so correct. And I remember, you know, I've been on panels on, on a lot of the, the rankings, be it, um, you know, be it uh, international, be it Canada, whatever. And the thing is, I remember years ago, you will always have that hidden gem and no one, kind of heard about it and all of a sudden when it becomes public you know uh, and more people get it it rises it vaults up the up the rankings but we're going to get that golf course i'm going to tell you there's courses in winnipeg there's courses in saskatoon there's so many great great golf courses in newfoundland that the public hasn't and even a lot of the raiders haven't but because we have golf pros coast to coast and they've played so many varied golf courses you're going to get that gem I don't know. Call it Ballyhally in Newfoundland. Like, like so someone's gonna go. How did you know X course from from uh, I don't know Alberta launch up there? I've never heard of it. So you're gonna see a lot of not upsets, but a lot of surprises, which is which is exciting.
1: Yeah, it's very exciting for sure, Kev. Now, a lot of our listeners tuning in may think, you know, I'm gonna go rank a golf course and I'm gonna rank it high because I played well there. But for you, what are some of the major things that? Make a golf course great—is it variety of holes, you know, different kinds of holes? What What are the major factors to rank a golf course uh, as as a good one to you?
13: See, when you talk to different raiders and different, especially pros, let's call the pros raiders. Now, Mm -hmm. you're going to get an Ian Leggett, or you're going to get a I don't, you know, you're going to get a good uh, Scott Dixon from Royal Montreal, right? Mm -hmm. Really good player. So he's going to tell you about the shot values. He's going to tell you about the architecture. He's going to tell you about the way it fits, um, you know, a, a better player's game. Where seriously, a guy like myself, I'm more a real macro raider. I'm like, I'm standing on the tee. I'm taking it all in. Where does the hazards come into play? Where do I have to hit it? the beauty of the golf course, the design that fits my eye per se. I'm not more of a shot value guy, but I'm how does this fit in my eye? And I don't care if I play well or not, but there's so many different ways to rank a golf course. And that's the exciting thing. I think with the pros, you're gonna get a lot of, you're probably gonna get three or four different avenues. The really great player, the person who's more just passionate about golf, so we're going to see a lot of different rankings come out, come out of this, and, and that's the way I would rank it. I rank it more on the you know, the Muskoka Bays, right? Mm-hmm. You stand up there, you fall in love with the golf course, but it's a great golf course. Yeah, yeah. Whereby, I, I, I use Scott Dixon again. Scott Dixon is going to stand up on, you know, I don't know, Shaughnessy and just go, or even Hamilton's a great example, yeah. right? Ancaster this yeah. year where the RBC can open go, and go, Look at this. Okay, look at the shot value there. I got to hit it. I got to carve it off that bunker. And if I don't carve off the bunker, I'm going to trees left and and like, you know, he's got an eye I don't. But it's going to be funny to see how different people rank.
12: Well, I think that's the beauty of this list is you look through multiple lenses when you look through the PGA of Canada association, you've got players, you have general managers, you have architect gurus, you've got uh, great teachers and instructors. So you're get, you're getting a different variety through different lenses of the game. Just to get through some of the mechanics for our listeners how this is going to work. The PGA of Canada members are going to be able to vote on the PGA of Canada website, be reached out to by the association multiple times throughout the year. We're going to do some interviews, grab some content through the summer. At the end of the year, in the fall, when the voting is closed, we are going to announce the top 40 in each category and we'll go out collectively, Golf Talk Canada and the PGA of Canada uh, with the top 40 on on both sides. And then, of course, in November, we're going to do a one-hour, 60-minute Golf Talk Canada TV special, Kev, where we unveil the top 10 in both sides. going to be a ton of fun uh kev thanks so much for taking the time to join us this morning it's going to be a lot of fun to do this throughout the summer and i just want to uh, close on this if i had a vote i want to know give me a look at the wine cellar and how wide is the first fairway that's how i ran golf course absolutely kev we'll see you tuesday have a great weekend Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Thanks for always having me on. Thank you. Thanks. Kevin Thistle, CEO, of PGA of Canada.
1: Thanks again, Kevin, for that. I'm really looking forward to putting together that show. That's going to, of course, air uh, in the fall. It should be very uh, intriguing and exciting to see the golf courses that come up uh, on this list. And I know uh, friends and family have already reached out and are looking forward to seeing that show uh, as well. Uh, Speaking of some great announcements coming up, uh, Mike Kelly from Golf Ontario recently joined Mark and myself on GTC Radio. Here is that interview.
12: Executive Director of Golf Ontario came out this week with a monster announcement with the return of a great championship and the start of another great championship happened earlier this week. Welcoming to the program now our friend Mike Kelly. Michael, how are you this morning?
14: Good morning, fellas. How are you? Good
12: morning. We're great. Mike, let's start with the big announcement last weekend. The return of the Ontario Open, as well as the announcement of the inaugural Disability Championship in Ontario. Let's start with the Ontario Open. For our listeners that don't know the history of this event, the importance of this event, can you give us a Cole's Notes, and, and what was the initiative, what was the spark plug that brought this back?
14: Well, you know what? The best place for me to start is to let you know who won the championship in 1940. Um, Sam Sneed, oh. um, was is on the trophy. And by the way, which we actually have the original cup from 1920. Yeah. Um, and we I mean, the list goes on and on. Some of the, the greatest legends in the game around the world, as well as in Canada with Mo Norman and George Newton it's pretty pretty incredible guys. Um, the announcement that we made um, at the beginning of our annual meeting um, and conference at a press conference. Um, we were very excited together with our new partners uh, on this event, uh, new ownership group at Whittington Lake Golf Club uh, to bring back this historic championship after you know more than twenty years um, kind of on the shelf so it's uh, we're excited to to bring it back. Uh, August 26th to 29th, um uh, and it's part of a five year deal, uh, with the golf club. So it, it's, uh, a tremendous event, a great opportunity for, for us to reintroduce this, um, you know, be, be able to bring the best amateurs, uh, in the game together with the best club professionals, best tour players. Um, and you never know. Maybe we get one of those names that you're seeing somewhere very close to the top of the leaderboard at the, uh, PGA tour event this week. You know, you never know.
1: That's very very exciting, Mike. Now uh, we also mentioned off the top there the Ontario Disability Championship. Uh, tell us a little bit about about this.
14: Yeah, it just as exciting, um, and, and many it says probably more so was was the as we reintroduce an event in the Ontario Open. We are we are actually bring it we are um we are actually introducing an event for the very first time um and it's actually the first event in Canada which is very special uh you know the Ontario Disabilities Golf Championship which which will is actually part of Open Week which you know is mm-hmm. was, was the, the original vision for bringing this back was to make it a true open week and, and uh it's part of Golf Ontario's commitment to diversity and inclusion and and you know we by bringing this this event Um, to the forefront uh, at the beginning of that week. Um, you know, this is going to be the very first badge or ranked event for, you know, the world ranking for golfers with a disability, which, as you know, was introduced earlier this year. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's it's gonna be an amazing event. Um, you know, that we we will have both a gross and net winner. Um, it'll be played on the other golf course at Whittington Lake. Uh, you know, so it's, you know, it was was an exciting day, a lot of work that obviously, um, you know, came to fruition. Um, you know, at, at our annual meeting when we made the announcement, and you know, it's just uh, you know, it's been a lot of buzz, and and for all the right reasons. Uh, I think it's really good for the game.
12: Uh, so we'll be at Woodington Lake. We'll be the host venue. It'll we'll Be later this year in August, twenty uh, sixth to 29th ninth for the Ontario Open. Uh, Mike, also some great news this week. An event that I got to be a part of last year, unfortunately. Uh, we had two Golf Ontario-related uh, events kind of happening at the same time with our with one of our great partners, Myrtle Beach, this year. I was down uh, with Dave Struthers from Golf Ontario and our team at, uh, at Myrtle Beach to play against Team USA in a, in a Ryder Cup in a Can-Am. But kind of almost adjacent to, slightly overlapped, was the Can-Am Cup with our junior team playing against the South Carolina junior team. And... We finally got her done. (laughs) Yes, we did. Tell us a little bit about the event and uh, how thrilled our team was to uh, not be, you know, to finally come out on the right end. I know this has been a great event for a few years. I know the South Carolina Golf Association uh, loves this event; everybody loves it. But uh, tell us a little bit about the week and and some of the highlights.
14: Yeah. Well, first of all, I think you never, you know, your listeners need to know that the juniors won. Uh, However, your team did not win. Um during the during the this the, is true. Uh, the adult version. I know you guys put up a good fight. Uh, I gotta tell but, you, my uh, the
12: adult version there was there were some other problems that you didn't deal with on the amateur side yeah, I, I, pro- could, I, could, I can only imagine. I couldn't keep my team out of certain locations in in, in the Myrtle Beach <laughs> area. <laughs> yeah.
14: <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine but uh, they 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 can't have ma- matches for uh on the junior side is is in a, is one of the 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 premier events on the junior calendar both both in South Carolina and in Ontario the athletes and juniors work all year long to to make that team and it is the top eight boys and top eight girls uh, against the very best from from south carolina um it's been going on since the mid nineties um you know if you, again you look at that trophy. You know, on our side, you see, you know, uh, guys like Matt Hill or Alvin Choi, um, you know, Corey Connors, Mackenzie Hughes, and on the ladies' side, you know, Rebecca Lee Beth, uh, Brittany Marshawn. I mean, Bill Augusta James, the list goes on and on. Um, on the U.S. side, you guys like Bill Haas and Webb Simpson have played. So it's, it's, a, it's an incredible event, and it's a team event. So it's a little different. Um, it's an amazing, uh, well-run, um, event that, uh, the, the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation puts on together with the watch all plantation club and and it's been nine years uh, since we last won and the names i listed earlier mo- many of which were on that team that won in 2010 so it's uh it's uh for us to, to uh to you know to win uh was very special to, for the athletes for the parents and i got to you know put that put that trophy on the passenger seat on my drive back home so i uh it was I was planning this entire Instagram story guys on the way home I was going to show the trophy with all the state signs and get a picture with the cup with with the uh, customs agent, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not on Instagram. Nor did the customs agent. Sound <laughs> wide, so that was, end, that was the end of that. Was the end of
12: that. <laughs> uh, congratulations on the announcements. Uh, we'll, we'll keep our audience updated on things that are Golf Ontario throughout the summer, including these events. Congratulations. I know the work that went into bringing these back to life, and you guys are continue doing an exceptional job. So congratulations and thank you.
14: Yeah, no, no worries. Thanks for having me. And again, a, a shout out to Woodington Lake. Uh, great partners and equally um you know we're we're part of the reason we were able to bring this back so thanks again guys
12: executive director mike
1: kelly golf ontario some very exciting stuff coming from mike kelly and kevin thistle gentlemen thanks again for joining us coming up next we're going to wrap up this week's special edition of golf talk canada with an inside look at what's in the bag for tiger woods this is gtc
0: this segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Adi Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here as we wrap up this week's Golf Talk Canada Best of Special Edition of the show. Mark and Bob will both be back uh, next week. Of course, a lot of this week's show, we've spoken about Tiger Woods and his historic 15th career major championship victory at Augusta National. What a sight that was. Uh, Unbelievable to see the comeback officially complete with his 15th career major, his first major championship in 11 years. But now, we're going to take an inside look at the clubs Tiger used to win his 15th career major championship. Uh, recently, Bob had a chance to catch up with Keith Sabarbro of, from TaylorMade, and we're, we're going to take a look at the clubs Tiger used to win the Masters.
5: All right, Keith Sabarro, you're the guy who's in charge of looking after all these tour players out uh, on the, uh, the Masters this week, and I know the one guy that everyone's looking to see what he's got in the bag is Tiger Woods. Can you tell us what he's going to play with this week at Augusta?
8: Yeah, Tiger's bag uh, has been set since the start of the year. At the start of the year, he went to an M5 nine-degree driver like this one, he has it set up in the standard position, so it's about nine and a half degrees aloft, the one he plays. He also puts both weights in the bag, one weight here, one weight there, to add spin. Um, he wants control of his ball. When you talk about Tiger Woods, you talk about spin and control, and he wants that throughout his bag, and he, even with his driver. He wants to be able to, you know, draw, fades, control the flight of the ball. If he wants to spin off, he wants to take it off himself. He doesn't want the club to take it off, so. Okay.
5: And then what about irons? Because that's an exciting new story.
8: Yeah, this iron project—about um, 18 months in the making. It was the most difficult project I've ever been involved with at TaylorMade. He is so particular on his launch and spin and trajectory that um, it, it baffled our engineers for months. Once we got it right, it was uh, very rewarding to see him put the set in play. You know, last year and go ahead and win the tour championship. And then that was the uh, phase, you know, one set, which is the exact same set as he has now, which we now call the P7TW, and will be on sale very shortly for everyone to enjoy.
5: Well, uh, hopefully you can hit a few shots like Tiger Woods. Uh, and then together with the, with fitting him, it's a difficult task, but it's a satisfying task for you?
8: Working with the greatest golfer ever is, is really fun. I mean, th- there are challenges because he's very particular, but... He can articulate what he wants and it's like any relationship. It was difficult at first, but now, I mean, he really doesn't even need to say anything. I can just tell on one hit what he's seeing, what I'm seeing, and kind of what we need to do. And then, uh, yeah, I've actually learned a lot from him.
5: All right. We'll we'll be watching him this week.
8: Thank you. Thanks to Bob and Keith
1: for that interview. Tigers P7TW irons. They are quite an iron to see. I had a, an opportunity to uh, to look at the iron and, I, and see the iron up close and personal, and it is a very sleek-looking golf club. And uh, congrats again to Tiger Woods for the historic victory, the 15th career major championship. The pursuit to catch Jack Nicholas is back on. He now has 15 majors, three behind tying Jack Nicholas and, of course, four behind uh, being the overall uh, leader in golf uh, history. Of course, 20 weeks of TaylorMade will continue all year long right here on Golf Talk Canada. All you need to do to be in our weekly draw is follow Golf Talk Canada on Instagram and Twitter. And every week, you will be in the draw to win some great prizes. Already this year, we've given away the master staff bag that all TaylorMade players used at Augusta National, including a pretty sweet head cover uh, as well. We've given away an M5 driver that the top made guys are also using. Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, Tiger Woods, Jason Day. All these guys are using the M5 driver, and we gave that away just a few uh, weeks ago. An M6 iron set. An iron set, I should say. A very forgiving iron. Uh, lots of distance involved there. Uh, and uh, a, a great uh, game improvement iron on that well this has been a pretty fun show a, a best of special edition of golf talk canada uh, we played some of our uh, top interviews from the first part of the season right here on gtc the boys will be back uh next week here on gtc and yes a major championship is just coming a few weeks from now so thank you so much for joining us today and remember the first good decision on the golf course it always starts in the closet thank you for listening
0: This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.